2: or keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for The Warrior's Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves.
0: Good morning. This is Pastor Callie Har- Hargraves with Warrior Watch. We're so excited to be here today. We look forward to talking to you every week. And um, I just want to encourage you, if this is your first time to listen to BPN Radio, to, uh, to really take time to listen to the programs. There's a lot of amazing programs. This is a network, a prayer network, that is... Totally given to raising up prayer warriors across the nation. So I want to encourage you to listen to the, the different shows and the different uh, guests that come on. And I want to encourage you to to support BPN. I believe God has called this network and called Dale and Gene Gentry to do this. And I'm honored to be a part of it. Um, I also want to encourage you that this, 2017 is a year, I believe it's more than just a new season and a new year. I believe it's a new era. I believe it's a time for the church to come alive, the church to become uh, everything that we've been called to become, the church to be the giant that God has called us to be. I see a praying church. I see a militant church. I see a church of love. I see a church that's operating in kingdom Principles, and because we're going to be talking about the kingdom today, I've invited some friends of mine, Pauline and Jedediah Wick. Uh, Jedediah and Pauline are amazing um, a man and woman of God. They they're musical, they're talented, but most of all, they love Jesus and they love the kingdom of God, and they are dedicated to building the kingdom of God. So that we're going to talk about living in the kingdom on earth, living in the kingdom of God and actually operating in the kingdom of God, but actually doing it right here on earth. Many times, a lot of the old timers in the gospel thought the kingdom was just heaven. And yes, heaven is a part of the kingdom, but God has called us to live in his kingdom and in his blessing and in his power right here on earth. So welcome Jedediah and welcome Pauline.
1: Oh, thank you, Callie. We love you. Thank you so much. Uh, we're,
0: I feel yes. so, I feel so honored to have you uh, both on this. First of all, these two young young people, and they're young. They're I mean they're in their thirties, but they're young people for me. Uh, these two <laughs> young people are amazing. They love Jesus. They're anointed. Their music is off the chain. If you ever want to have somebody to come into your church or in an event and and lead worship, they're some of the very best. But let Let's talk about, uh, Jedediah, I guess we'll start with you. Let's talk about yeah. the kingdom and, and what it, what it looks like to live in the kingdom here on earth. Give me, give me your thoughts on that.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you, Kelly. Cause here's the deal. Like we, I, I was, I grew up in church, so I had a a paradigm that was established for me. In other words, a way of, of thinking about what it means to be a Christian that was given to me by my parents. Right. And, and so I grew up with that, and obviously, like a lot of us, um, you start to find out that that isn't all there is to it. Sure. And so in my own, my own encounters with, 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 with the love of God, um, what he began to do is really unravel a lot of the preconceived notions that, that my generation and maybe my parents' generation have, have had about what that means. Um, and with that said, there, there's a friend of mine that just wrote a book, and I want to read. This is going to set up, I think, the rest of our conversation. I want to read something out of his book, and and it's, it's the name of the book is Embodying God in Colonies of Heaven on Earth by Boyd W. Morris. And so I'm going to read this, and this will kind of put some traction to where my perspective is, what my kingdom paradigm is. Um So it's chapter two, the Empire of God. The Roman Empire didn't have a problem with Christians as believers, but with Christians as worshipers. While all worshipers are believers, not all believers are worshipers. When Rome caught a Christian worshiper in the act, Rome first tried to turn the worshiper back into a mere believer. But if the worshiper stood fast, he or she was put to death before sunset. The Christian worship services Rome feared were typically over in 20 minutes and lacked music to stir the emotions or a sermon to gird the mind. While the nature of these services may be a mystery to many of us modern Christians, Rome knew they were a supreme threat to their empire. What did Rome know? Rome knew a lot about worship. Roman empires were the lead worshipers of the empire. The Caesar of Rome, no less the pharaohs of Egypt, weren't only kings. There were also priests. Rome's priest kings regularly officiated over pagan worship services, services with no music or sermons. These services made the Roman Empire the Roman Empire. To understand this is to understand worship. Worshippers establish empires. While armies are good for defending an empire against all enemies, foreign and domestic, armies don't build empires. Worshippers do. Liturgical and ceremonial acts of priest-kings build and sustain empires. Only after the priest-kings have done their job do believers have a place to call home. So, what, what that basically is saying, and this is why it's so exciting, is that my identity is connected directly to the building and the establishment of a permanent kingdom. And so, you know, when I say, hey, I'm a, I, I love the kingdom, I'm part of the kingdom of God, for me, like Boyd's pointing out, it's more than just, I, I believe in Jesus and I'm going to go to heaven someday. Like you were saying earlier, it's like we were taught that like, oh, well, the kingdom of heaven is, or the kingdom of God is going to heaven. And, and so what I've realized is that I get to cope labor with, with the King of kings in actually building his kingdom. So that's been the journey that Pauline and I have been on in, 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 you know, in our ministry and in our personal life, even in our marriage, um, to, to really go after what does that actually mean? Cause if I'm here to help build something, number one, I've got to know the person I'm working with on a, on, on a personal level, you know, a personal relationship. And number two, everything that I do should be connected to that endeavor. Absolutely. And, and so That opens the door, right?
0: Yeah, one of the things that's really important, I mean, belief is the first step, but the devil believes, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, belief is the first step, but it's got to transcend past belief into truly becoming a follower of Christ, and a Mm -hmm. follower of Christ is a passionate worshiper
3: of Christ. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, kind of like in everything, like, I mean, this We've all heard it said, you know, hey, if you if you work in the mailroom, then work in the mailroom as unto the Lord. If you you know, if you drive a taxi, drive a taxi as unto the Lord. If you you know, my background was in, in construction. If you're doing that, do it as unto the Lord. And and that's that's great, but that's just the beginning of of what is really supposed to be even more. Because I believe, and Babe, I want I want you to speak to that because I believe that our identity, the core of who we are. Is, is connected to this, and that's why there's so many frustrated Christians who are doing their best to worship as unto the Lord in what they're doing, but never actually have taken time to consider, wait a second, what was I actually created to do? Right. What, is it, you know, what is it in me that God has deposited that actually is also fulfilling and not just productive? Um, and, and, sweetie, I, I'd love to hear from you on that, honestly. What are your thoughts?
4: Yeah um well we often refer to worship as believers or in the church typically as being a song and and there is so uh so much freedom in how we worship it it certainly isn't just a song but i notice through scripture that there is it's when it's when all our faith in god and this Overwhelming emotion in his faithfulness come to a cross point. There is really organically a song that begins to be lifted up. and we see that we see that when the um when the Israelites are set free from from Egypt and they cross the sea, that's the first time we see a song that erupts, that is it, God didn't say, now thou must command a song you know sing me a song that didn't happen it was a an emotional response to something so overwhelming to the hearts of his people to say oh my gosh we have no other way to express this and express your faithfulness to us and express um the promises that you've kept to us but to sing this sing. exuberant sound yeah. to you and you know it, it as much as we we uh seek for a formula and kind of put our time in to worship or to pray in scripture uh, there is it's it's kind of frustrating frustrating when you seek for a formula because there is so little in there when you actually think if this if i do this then god does that it, it in some ways um it is so relational how he works with us and how we are to operate with him. And it is a moment by moment living thing. And, um, from the beginning to the end, it really is about his faithfulness to us. And, and so often we do worship, um, in our devotion, but there is, there is something so sweet about, Worship as reciprocation to receiving his love for us absolutely first
0: absolutely one yeah
4: one thing that that
0: I've realized a lot really a long time ago is every man, woman and child on this earth worships something,
3: yeah mm-hmm.
0: whether we're serving God or we're not serving God, we may be serving you know the world or serving idols or serving money or serving you know, success or serving drugs or serving alcohol or serving Jehovah God. But we're all worshiping Mm -hmm. something. And our life's expression reflects what we worship. Our life's uh, expression should reflect the nature of God when we're truly worshiping God. You think about people that sing. I mean, there's talent we, we think yeah. of worship in the church as, you know, music in, you know, a worship time or a praise and worship time. And that's part of it. But really, that's a reflection of the heart. And mm-hmm. there's people in the world that have amazing talent and they're singing about what they mm-hmm. worship, Pauline. Mm-hmm. And so we're all going to worship something. But we've chosen what? to worship God. And our yeah, life and will reflect that.
1: Bingo. Bingo. And that's yeah. the key. And this, I think this is what, you know, is, is so exciting for me. Is, is Again, as a kid that grew up in church and, and there was a paradigm that said, well, this is how big God is and this is what he looks like, sounds like, and this is what he cares about. Right. This, these are the only things he cares about. And and so that was very restrictive and very, um, you know, just again, going, okay, well, if that is the east the west the north and the south boundary and something inside of me feels so much bigger than that then i'm you know it put it puts people they feel like they have to choose when that's not actually what is going on what god is saying is that in order to reflect him it's really to to partner with him in everything we were created to do
0: that's it you
1: know and that takes that what that does is it, it, it actually, instead of this, there's being this burden of responsibility on my life to actually figure out what God's will is. And then like Pauline said, like, you know, there's a, um, a devotion to God in, in that. And it's very, um, ritualistic instead. It's the other way around where he's saying, I've created you in to reflect and magnify who and what I am.
3: Right. And, and
1: I want to partner with you, whether that's music you know whether that's um, you know speaking, being a great public speaker. Whether that's in politics. Whether that's in mm-hmm. finance. Whether that's you know working in the whatever area of right, life, being right, a mom, right.
3: being
1: whatever. Um, I'm I'm in a position where where I'm able to be who God created me to be, and 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 partner with Him, and my personality traits, and and in all of that thing, it's like what it does. It says. God has given me permission. He's a father that says, "I am going to endorse you." Yes, and you, you reflect my kingdom.
0: You reflect God in your unique way.
1: Yes, and you with mm-hmm. your yeah, D- that statement with, scares a lot of people. Yes,
0: with your DNA. I mean, you you mm-hmm. and Pauline reflect God like God has called you to reflect God. But it doesn't. We're not cookie cutters. Not everybody's the same. And whereas religion, <laughs> whereas religion. And religiosity says everybody has to look alike, everybody has to sound Mm -hmm. alike, everybody has to fit in this certain box. But we know that Jesus, the church gave up a lot of ground because of false teaching. We gave yeah. up we gave up yes. ground in the music we gave up ground in the arts we gave up ground in even the political arenas we gave up ground in a lot and a lot of a lot of the different denominations even taught people were supposed to be poor and we gave up ground yeah. in business but God has called us to go into the seven mountains of influence education, entertainment, all of the different things that you know uh, politics business and to reflect. The the unique DNA that he's given me. There's things that Callie can do, that I can do that that maybe you can't do, but I but, but I'm not. called to do it. And yeah, there's things yeah. that Pauline well, and Jedidiah are called to do that that may you know it's not cookie cutter. It's unique and the DNA is is specific to you. But we're all reflecting the same light.
1: And 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 we get to partner together. Because where there's permission granted, now we have the ability to begin to partner with each other in our, in, in, in our differences. And what I mean by that is, like, my wife, for example, if you haven't noticed by now, she's less likely to speak than I am.
3: <laughs>
1: and, 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 but here's what's amazing is she's an incredible listener. And when she listens, her gift, her skill sets, her personality actually – takes what someone like me can say in one moment of time in one conversation, and my wife will actually take that because she's paying attention, and it, it will become something like she'll go write like when her Lord spend time together. Pauline's writing down things that you know she's heard or that, that she's read or that whatever she's taking it, and then out of that, in her case, songs come out right and, and other things, and it's this amazing partnership where by me being me and be, me being the way God designed me. And Pauline being her and her personality and her characteristic, there's actually a covenant partnership that the Bible says one chases a thousand and two put to fly ten thousand. It actually multiplies our, our, our ability to, um, to, to build the kingdom of God. And, we get, and it's, what's so fun is it's actually something we get to do that we enjoy and and for me that's such a different way to look at the kingdom of god it is not an obligation it's actually the fulfillment of all of our heart's desires and and, mm. and i love that because it creates community and it's here's one thing that that i'm so passionate about is that the gospel of the kingdom is not exclusive it is inclusive
3: absolutely and there's
1: It's so inclusive. And that's what's so amazing is that we get to go invite people into the kingdom of heaven. And and I don't have to have them change and become, like you said, Callie, a cookie cutter of me. Um, And Pauline doesn't have to become a Jedediah. And Jedediah doesn't have to become a Pauline to to fit. Because we actually were created to fit together.
0: What happens happens is, is when we get saved and filled with his spirit... You know you have a unique personality, a unique DNA a unique a unique gift mix, but we begin to yeah. fellowship with Holy Spirit, and what he does is he purifies us the things that are not supposed to be yeah. there he will dismantle and take out of our lives, he'll cleanse us and purify us and 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 the word the Word will wash us, and the presence of God will empower us. And, and what will happen is the Holy Spirit, it, you know, it's like you hand me a dirty baby and I'm not going to throw the baby away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put that baby in a bathtub. And I'm going to, when I'm, I'm going to put that baby in a bathtub and I'm going to wash that baby and I'm going to put some beautiful clothes on that baby and I'm going to put some, some lotion on that baby. And mm-hmm. the, the baby was beautiful all the time, but there's just a few things that had to be done through the washing of the Word and the application of the Spirit of God. And we're all called to do something unique, and we're called to partner, and we're called to do things that are, I believe, great exploits for the Lord, and not everybody's the same. But but what is the same, what is the same for all of us, is we have to make a choice that we're going to partner with the Holy Ghost, we're going to allow the Holy Ghost to sanctify us, to cleanse us, to wash us, And to bring us into full
4: maturity. That's the same for all of
2: us. That's the same for all of us.
4: Yes. And that, Callie, is where the beauty of faith comes in. You know, and we think uh, sometimes we want to um, display our faith by by, um, our works without the simple faith of exactly what you're saying. Because, you know, like you said, we're in our 30s by now and I've lived within myself and my body and I know my weaknesses. I've become familiar with them and it becomes more and more of a face act to say, I still believe that you are going to complete the good work that you began in me. As familiar as I've become with my weaknesses and as, as much as it seems like, um, you know, I just need to work those out. Like God's come halfway and I need to meet him halfway. No, he he is still faithful to complete, complete. He is the author and the finisher of my faith. One of the yeah. things and he will finish it in it, me. Absolutely. One of the things that
0: uh I read in this book, Angels on Assignment, by Roland Buck was when the angels would visit him one of the times the angels told him that before someone is born the minute they're conceived in their mother's womb a book is written by them for them by God and that is the will purpose and plan and I've heard this more than once from different people that had this but this book is written and and that's the will purpose and plan of God for your life is in that book and then God begins to and but we have a will you know we don't have to choose God's way That's the beauty part Mm -hmm. of of serving God. It's totally our choice. But the angels are sent to try to encourage us in the ways of the Lord. There are angels assigned to us at birth, and they're sent to encourage us in our destiny and in the ways of the Lord. And I watched watched Dale give a prophetic word to one of my granddaughters, and he said, you're going to be a, I think he used the word, you're going to find solutions. Well, she's a baby right now. She's a baby, but God sees her as a woman that will find solutions. So, yeah. so, so do we, do we go to her now and say, I need you to help us figure out how to balance my checkbook. She's a year old. <laughs> no, but, right. but she's a work in progress. Well, we're the same way. We're a work in progress. And so God sees what we're called to be, and then he works with us. But it's, like you said, Pauline, it's a journey. It's a lifelong partnership, and it's a journey, and mm-hmm. it's precept by precept, line upon line, one day at a time, one step at a time, one year at a time, one prayer meeting at a time, one encounter with God at a time. And as we go through this process, we're tra- we're transformed into Everything he's called us to be. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, my, I've seen Pauline grow, and I've only been in her life for about 10 years now. We've been married uh, seven and a half. But and she's seen me grow. And and part of that, you know, is it doesn't go unnoticed, the change in the growth. And so I'm thinking, man, if we don't miss, if I don't miss that in my life, and that, that goes, that kind of ties back into how to, be intentional about kingdom living. Is God has given us, for lack of a better expression, formulas that aren't really formulas as much as they're. I was I was talking about it today. It's like it's like um, essential oils. Like it's an essential oil is 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 contained in a very small what seems a very small amount. But the moment you let it out, it gets all over everything. Right, it's very Fluid right. and it literally permeates. So even though it's very contained. And it seems like a formula of sorts, because, I mean, I guess it is a botanical formula. What happens is when you let it out to its full extent, it gets into everything. And so formulas of God are things like gratitude and joy and encouragement and forgiveness and reconciliation and maturity. You use that term maturity. And so often, you know, at least my generation, we hear the word discipleship. Uh, we hear the word discipline, we hear the word, word maturity, and we freak out and run for the hills because we think, oh gosh, I can't handle that. What God, what God is saying is I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. This is so much fun. Let's have, let's do this. And, and, um, you know, and so just throwing this back at my wife, like just seeing her, you know, develop as a songwriter and, and even recently, um, you know, she's got a new keyboard and I'm so excited. And this is part of me partnering with my wife is it's not my job to grade her to, um, you know, keep track, if you will, of how good or good she is or isn't doing. It's my job to encourage her. Right, and right. Celebrate her. Absolutely. That at this stage of her life, you know, it, for those of you who have never heard Pauline sing, just wait. But to see her adding to that, and not, you know, going, well, you know, I've done this for a long time, you know, I guess I'll do something else. Because the, God, the formula and, and the currency and, and the economy of heaven, nowhere does it say, okay, well, other than the old, the dead, does it say, well, we got to put something down to do something else. God is in the, in, in the, in the economics of multiplication. Absolutely. And that, to me, what, Absolutely. is what I... maturity looks like. Maturity is actually our capacity to handle more of the goodness of God, and in, uh, in areas that are actually our hearts' desires, you know the Bible says, "Hope deferred makes a heart sick." It also says, "A man without a dream will perish." Absolutely, God, and, God wants us to have.
0: Really, let me let me interrupt real quick. God wants us to have. Yeah. He wants us to have hope, but he wants us to have dreams. And yeah. actually, I just did a radio program yesterday with Dusty uh, Hammock, and we talked about dreams. So I want to I go on and take a, a short break, and I want us to listen to one of Pauline's songs. It's called The Roar Inside My Soul. Um, it's also the name of, of her album that you can get on iTunes. She's an amazing songwriter and an amazing singer and very anointed. You're going to be blessed. And then we're going to come back and talk with Jedediah and Pauline in a minute Um, after this song. Miss Pauline, I know you were blessed by that song, The Roar Inside My Soul. I want to encourage you to get her CD. Every song on it is phenomenal. Pauline, I want to talk with you real quickly uh, uh, about kingdom timing and kingdom freedom. Can you uh, weigh in on what it is, what kingdom timing means?
4: (laughs) Yes, yes. And um, that is really the way that we have set out to live our life and build our music ministry. In fact, I don't even know that we set out to build a music ministry so much as we, we were, um, we were in love with God from the time we got married and we had some tools in our hand and we committed them to the Lord. And when We started this journey, uh, like Jedediah is saying, I didn't even know an instrument. So I was just recording some acapella songs on GarageBand. And this is an example of kingdom timing. Went on a, a, a plane trip down here to Dallas, Texas. We were in Washington at the time. And he sits down next to a music producer. And Jedediah gets in conversation gets his business card at the end, comes home. I've been writing songs that I've been recording on uh, GarageBand. And Jedediah sends them down to this this guy who's in L.A., this producer. And that producer calls Jedediah and says, seriously, she needs to record an album. And so within four months, you know, that's all we had. We, he said it's going to cost $10,000. We didn't have $10,000. We were new, newly married and um, just, you know, praying to pay our bills, and God provided an investor for us. The very last day, all we had was the the real confidence that God was guiding us. And it was the night before we left to go to LA and record this album that um, God came through and provided. And I will never forget. The, the months of praying beforehand because we just had this still confidence that God was going to provide. And from there, we went to LA and Jedediah came with, honestly, to support me and um, and to, to be an encouragement. And he kept picking up the guitar that was on John's wall. And John looked at him and said, are you sure you don't play the guitar? Because Jedediah had such a natural um, ability to play an intuitive ability. And, um, and Jed, I said, I don't even know what I'm playing right now. And he said, well, you, you need to learn to play cause she's going to need a guitar player and y'all call yourselves the wicks, uh, because you're wanting to go out and light the dark. And so you're, you're like conduits of light and, and you just need to go and, and start booking gigs. And, that's an example of kingdom timing. At the time, our biggest goal was to play at this certain cafe in the middle of town where there was like open mic night and, and such. We were like, if we could play there, then we have arrived. (laughs) And we, you know, here we come for real cafe. (laughs) Mela was our, like, that's the pinnacle. And we can look back in five years, Callie and reflect and, because of God's timing and God's favor and us just walking it out in, alongside of him moment by moment. You know, we we played at the Mumford and Sons Gentlemen of the Road Tour Festival that we were selected out of all the bands in the whole world to play at this festival. And it was not by our incredible skill and our talents. It was truly God's timing and his placement and our alignment with what he was speaking every step of the way. See, I love and, that. I um,
0: love that. You're, you're yeah. you not only sing worship music, but you sing what what the church would call secular music. It's all music to me, but it's good, wholesome, godly music. It's music about things that are beautiful. And God is opening doors for y'all to go in arenas where people really need the light. And so yeah. you, yes. you just you just took you just waited on the Holy Spirit. He said, "Go write an album." You, you needed ten thousand dollars. You believe God. You know your biggest your biggest dream was to do a, a, a cafe in town, and now, you know, several years later, you've been all over the U.S. You've been in conferences. We have. I mean, God's got something huge for you in the near future. But that's called just working with the Holy Ghost and allowing yeah. Yeah. it to come to fruition in his timing. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, and, 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 and paying attention by faith, because Pauline started us off with, with this concept of faith. Here's the deal. The, the the description of faith in the Bible requires the adult-minded intellect to shift into second place for childlike faith right. that says God not only can but will do the impossible in my life and through my life if I will, if I will agree with him. Right. Because it's all about agreement and endorsement in the kingdom. And, and what, Pauline, what Pauline's talking about is this, is what we decided to do, even before the opportunity came, we decided that we were going to say yes to God and then walk it out. And I have, yeah. this, little, I have this little formula in my, that I've kind of created. It's my three-step process to success. Is One is gratitude. Yes. and this goes to my essential oil deal. Gratitude is like one of the potent essential oils of the Holy Spirit. You soak everything and everybody, including yourself
0: in gratitude. In
1: gratitude. Yes. that means everything I do where I my home, my family, my friends, my clothes, all these things in, in in my in me is is an ability and a desire. And this I believe is part of what we're called to as the kingdom builders of, of heaven is to open that little thing of gratitude and pour it all over everything and everybody. And then that's followed up with honor. Because if I'm grateful, like I'm so grateful for, for you, Callie, and for your family and, and you. pulling my bolt. Try but, that. I mean, it, it, is uh-huh. such, it is overwhelming the sense of gratitude that we have for the people that the Lord has allowed us to come into covenant relationship with. It, I don't have words. We don't have words. But here's what we do have. We do have the ability to show and demonstrate honor by what we do and what we say. Oh, and that is the currency of the kingdom. That's what Pauline and I had. She's right. We, I didn't know how to play the guitar until I was 29 years old. She had never really gone after being a solo artist or you know, being a band leader you know, at the age of 15 or 12 and then spent 10 years in the trenches. But what we did have was we had the currency of the kingdom. And then the third thing is this, is because those two things were active in our lives, and I believe should be active in all kingdom builders' lives, that means Christians, is is the ability to initiate. Because if you notice, all through the Bible, there's these stories of of initiation, where Jesus initiated relationship, where Andrew initiated relationship, Philip initiated relationship, even Thomas. People call Thomas God and Thomas. Well, Thomas was like most of us. Honestly, most of us are like thomas we're just the guys that are saying wait i I know my friends are experiencing god but i need to experience god for myself i need god to show up and when when jesus shows up notice thomas didn't hold back he actually did put his hand out he initiated and 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 jonathan is my favorite one of all jonathan's the guy that said hey if the lord is for us let us go up to the battlefield and he will deliver the Philistines into our hand. And, and you all probably know that story, but it was an impossible fight to win. And because Jonathan was willing to initiate, to take that step of faith, the Lord moved on his behalf. And we know what happens in that story is the Spirit of God fell and the, it, the, the uh, Philistines begin to fight each other. And Jonathan, his armor bearer, just cleaned up the mess. And in our lives, the currency that we've had, has been to operate out of gratitude and honor. And that is really the heart of a servant, because Pauline and I have decided that everywhere we go, everything we do, we want to be a blessing.
3: Sure. And, and that's,
1: I really believe the mandate of the kingdom, you know, for, for anybody that's listening to us, you know, have this conversation, is y'all have an opportunity to, uh, to, to invade this, these places that you have influenced mm-hmm. as a servant, as somebody who is there to bless honor and, and exude gratitude for, for the places and the people that, that are around you. And what will happen, and this is what Pauline and I have seen happen in our lives, is all of a sudden, things begin to accelerate.
3: Right. And that
1: acceleration mm-hmm. is not something that you can categorize or put in a little box, because it's the, it's, it's the favor of God. And when the favor of God begins to move in your life, there's an acceleration. And what I love about that, is, is there is no place there's no opportunity that is too big for God and the Bible yes. says that the blessing of the Lord adds no sorrow to it and and you know anyway I just I get really fired up about this because I feel like there's so many Christians that are sitting, And behind what they feel like is a glass case saying, I wish I could, I wish I could, but I don't. A lot of people, a
0: lot of people hear the the voice of the Lord or they get an instruction from the Lord and they talk themselves out of it for all of the logical earthly reasons. We think about, we think about Peter. He wants to come to Jesus on the water and he has the faith to do it. He jumps out of the boat and as long as he's focused on Jesus, he's walking on water. He's doing the impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the minute he begins to look and focus on his circumstances and what he the fact that he's an earthly man and he's not supposed to be able to walk on water, he starts, <laughs> to, he starts yeah. to sink. And I think about what uh, Pastor Dale talked about. He was here with us this last weekend, and he talked about uh, his friend Noel Richards in England, and he went into Wimberley Stadium, and he heard one of these major groups sing, We Are the Champions. It was a rock group, and the place was filled, and the Holy Spirit spoke to Noel and said, you're gonna go into that into that arena, into that stadium, and you're gonna say that I am the champion. And he goes to find out what it Mm -hmm. costs to rent that arena and it's six hundred thousand dollars. Now this is twenty five years ago so you can't even imagine what it'd be now. And so he just kind of sets that and goes on with his life. And one day he gets on, on the train and he says, Lord, when are you going to, when is that going to come to pass? When it, you told me I was going to stand in that stadium mm. and the Lord says, you'll do it when you do it. <laughs> yeah. You'll do it when you do it. And, yes. and in other words, yeah. in, in other words, what he was saying to him is You initiated it. I'm going to be behind you. Now, I will caution the listeners. And, of course, I'm going to tell you, there's more. uh, If you got got 100 people, there's going to be 99 of them that are going to be behind God and slower to move. But for that one that tends to be like Pastor Callie, that's 14 steps ahead of God and going to do it the next (laughs) second, I would encourage you. Maybe you don't have an initiation problem, you know. I don't have an initiation yeah. problem, but some people <laughs> have an initi- issue. But, but for those that have, you know, are quick on the trigger, it, it's very important when Holy Spirit. I can t- I can remember at 20 years old, in the in the living room of our little house on William Street, Holy Spirit showing me I was a pastor of a church. I, I, that's, that was in my spirit, and I tried to, and then, of course in the 90s we tried to do that too early. The timing was off. It did not work. So timing is everything. And you say, Pastor Kelly, how do I know timing? Prayer, Bible reading, mm-hmm. constant communion with the Holy Spirit, following His instruction on a daily basis. It's really that simple. Following is yeah. instruction on a daily basis. You start following. <clears throat> one thing, one thing. My Sorry si- about that. My sister can call me. She does not have to introduce herself. I know her. I know her voice. Yeah. She, we've been together. We're 16 months apart. I've been with her my whole life. The more you listen to the Holy Spirit, the more you obey the Holy Spirit, and the simple little things every day the easier it is to identify his leadings, his promptings, his direction, his will, his purpose, his plan. It's all about practicing.
1: Yeah, baby. What? Yeah. And speaking of practicing, sweetie, what were you going to say?
4: <laughs> speaking of practicing, <laughs> differing. Um, no, I. I was just going to say, and that's. Oh my gosh, that is so good, Callie. I was just thinking about timing in reflecting on, um, the story of Deborah and Barak. Yes. And, you know, uh, in Hebrews, and this was just pointed out by Dale, when we came to visit your church is that Barak is in the Hebrews, the list of the, the heroes of the faith. Right. And, and Barak was you know he gets kind of a bad rap when we talk about Deborah because it's like you know he he didn't have the courage to go by himself, but that's not the whole story. Yeah, what happened is she had given him a prophetic word that I, that God is going to give you the victory over these people, and how humble for the king to go to her in the first place, right? And then when he receives that word, Callie. He didn't just go storm the mountain and say, well, if we got victory, we got victory. Let's do it. Like, let's go today. And what he did was ask her to come alongside. And then even when they went, even when they, they um, gathered the, the soldiers and went up and, and were prepared to take the enemy and to take the land, he waited on Deborah to say, today is the day. Because it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't the very first day that they went up right. on that mountain that, that they just said, all right, victories ours, so we're going to go take it. The, the king, uh, Barak, was, was patient to wait for the word of, of the one that, that had the timing to say, okay, today is the day. And on that day, victory was given to them, and it was accredited to him as faith. Yeah and and, he, yes. and we see that in Hebrews. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it, there's a principle yeah. here
0: too. He got a prophetic yeah. word. He got a prophetic word. And yep. he didn't he he knew he had to walk that prophetic word out. And he took yes, he, he had, took he, the yes. prophetic word with him to walk it out. So many times yes. we get a prophetic word that we're supposed to do something. And we get a rhema word. Our God speaks to us in our spirit in prayer. Our what however mm-hmm. he, we get this word we, mm-hmm. right, the Bible says, write the vision, make it plain. But many times, you war in the spirit with that prophetic word. In other words, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a prophetic word, and the very next day, everything that was opposite of that prophetic word manifested in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right.
3: And so what do you do
0: with that? You say, okay, Lord, this is what you said, and I believe your word. And I don't know I don't know your timing. I don't quite understand when I'm supposed to do it, but I'm going to follow you today. And if there's something you want me to do to to walk this thing out, if there's somebody you want in my life to help me walk this out because we all need mentors, I commit it to you. Bingo. So, I love the yeah. fact mm-hmm. that he Knew that the prophetic word came through the woman of God, and he was the commander that was supposed to execute that prophetic word. But he wasn't going to go without the word of God with him. Yes,
1: and and, and here's the deal. What, what so baby? You go first.
4: Well, I, I I would love to tie this in with the kingdom freedom because so often I I believe that we are um, we are. If we pay attention to the rules that we're actually playing along with, there they are rules and um, kind of limits that the world has placed on us, not that God has placed on us. Right. And so often we as Christians become cookie cutter, not because Jesus is cookie cutter, yeah. but because we turn our eyes on what's going to impress other Christians instead of yeah. what's going to impress. Christ? What's going to impress God and God alone? Because when we get in that quiet place at the throne room of God, all those other voices and all that that box that we can naturally gravitate into, it just goes by the wayside and we begin to realize, hey, if God says so, I can learn the guitar yeah. at twenty nine. Sure. I yeah. can storm the, the land at this age. You know, I can become a pastor when I'm fifty-five or whatever. Right. I whatever, whatever God says, and it may not look anything like what we've seen before, but there's so much freedom in that. And that's where we're going to find his favor and his promises is when we're listening to his voice and his lordship and that alone. Um, And so I I just I want to bring that to the table because I feel like we often get in the rut because we're looking to the people at church to be the standard instead of looking at Christ himself to be you, that standard. You're of,
0: exactly a, right. Of you're exactly right. Well, because, and because, and we only have two more minutes because we're going to, we're getting ready to go into another song, but you're exactly right. God is uh, the, our only standard is Jesus Christ. Now we may have That's mentors. Right. We may have people that we admire. We may have people that have the same gifts and talents that we do that we look to for instruction and leadership and mentorship and, And to raise our giftings up, but nobody can be Jedediah, but Jedediah. And nobody can be Pauline, but Pauline. And nobody can be... Leland, but Leland, and nobody can be Callie, but Callie. We're all unique to the DNA that God has placed into us. We're going to take a, a quick break, and we're going to sing another song by Pauline called River of Life. I pray you enjoy it, and we'll come right back for a closing prayer. Much enjoyed our song with Miss Pauline. Uh, I want to tell you where to find her music at Pauline Baser Wick. and I'm going to spell that for you: Pauline P A U L I N E. B-E-S-S-I-R-E-W-I-C-K. So you can find her uh, music on iTunes, uh, Pauline Wick on iTunes, Amazon, all the media platforms uh, at the Wick's music, as well as their Instagram and Facebook. So, um, I would love for you to get in touch with them. They're they're passionate, they're powerful. God is using them in such an amazing way across America. I really believe hand of God is on these two amazing young people to do great exploits for the kingdom. And I've so enjoyed them today and enjoyed listen they're, they're they're truly living what I would call a spirit-led life and that they're submitting to Jesus, they're submitting to the mentors and the pastors and the spiritual leaders in their life, and they're going into arenas that um, in the past uh, the church would have not probably supported, but I appreciate they're going into the dark places, they're going into Christian arenas and then to non-Christian arenas, and they're bringing the light of Jesus. I want to pray for you If you're listening today and you say, Pastor Kelly, I have a desire to do something that's out of the box. Well, I just want to pray that the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom and strength and that your dreams and visions that God has spoken to your heart will come alive and that your faith will be activated and that you will begin to seek wise counsel, Uh, Proverbs 15, 22, you know, in the counsel of, of the godly is much wisdom. So, you know, I'm not saying just go do something without counsel. You need counsel. You need people to speak into your lives. But I want to inspire you today, and I hope this program has inspired you to follow Follow the voice of the Lord and believe, God, that you're going to do kingdom business in here right now on earth. Lord, I just declare the blessing of the Lord over every everyone listening to this radio program. I pray, God, that the dead dreams will come alive again. I pray, God, that you will speak to your people about the dreams that you have set in their heart and you will give them a desire, God, to walk it out and faith. And, God, that they would be grateful like Jedediah said, the uh, the currency of the kingdom. They would walk in gratefulness. They would walk in honor, and they would be grateful and honor everyone that they come in contact, and that they would be. Uh, obedient to initiate whatever you've asked them to initiate for that particular day. And I just declare that the dreams are going to come to pass. I declare people's lives are going to be saturated with your spirit. I declare you're teaching us how to be kingdom men and women and to walk in the kingdom principles that the Bible uh, teaches so plainly that everyone is unique, and God has called each and one of us to a path that will bring forth fruit and and help us to be, to be happy, to be fulfilled, to, to walk in redemption power, to see miracles in our lives. God has not called any of us to an ordinary life. He's called each of us to an extraordinary life to a supernatural life to a life that bears fruit and brings joy and happiness to everyone that comes in contact with us and I just I'm so thankful for for Jedediah and for Pauline Wick I'm so thankful for their life I'm so thankful for what they have sent out over the Airways today and the people that they have encouraged and God we just declare that everyone that hears today that their dream is is strong and it's reborn and and it's alive and they have a new faith and a new initiative to walk in your power and see great exploits in Jesus name. We love you all so much. Come see us at FIRE, the FIRE Conference, February 2nd and 3rd here at Celebration of Life. You can go to warrior-chicks.com or to our Facebook and hear more about it. We've got all kinds of amazing people coming in. Actually, Jedediah and Pauline will be with us and be a part of that. We love you. We see you.
3: We'll see you again next week. Hope you have a wonderful day.